0: Hey, y'all from NPR. I'm Sam Sanders. It's been a minute. Today, we're going to bring you an encore presentation of one of my favorite conversations I've ever had here on the show. My chat with Lena Waithe. Lena is the Emmy Award winning writer, screenwriter, producer and actor. She does everything. We first spoke in 2017 about her work on the Netflix series Master of None. Uh, But since our chat back in 2017, Lena has had one hell of a run. Not long after we spoke, Lena became the first black woman to win an Emmy Award for comedy writing for her work on Master of None. If you haven't already, go watch the Thanksgiving episode of that show. It is brilliant. After that, Lena made a show for Showtime. It's called The Shy* and it's currently in its second season. Lena's also working on new comedies for BET and Showtime, and she's going to be on HBO's Westworld next year. On top of all of this, Lena also runs her own production company, and she was recently perhaps the best-dressed person on the red carpet at the Met Gala. But before all that, Lena met me on a Saturday morning at NPR West in L.A. Solo, no entourage, very chill. So chill, she let me buy her Doritos from our vending machine in the office before our chat. All right, here it is, Lena Waith and me, back in 2017. <music> smell Doritos in this house. Yeah, you you want of, some? No, no, I don't. I'm more of a cooler Ranch. These are not cheese.
1: That, those are like, that's are, yeah, a cooler. black man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. That's
1: blacker than this. Black,
0: wow. no, okay, what's even blacker? Oh, I got the blackest uh, snack item for you. What? My mom growing up, I don't know where pork the rinds? hell she found it. Microwavable pork rinds.
1: Okay, what? Like the I've way you microwave popcorn.
0: You microwave pork rinds.
1: Okay, I want that as well. <laughs> do you? I mean, well, I like the. <laughs> in our writers are in our. This still shows how black our show is. Yes, this is, this is the shy.
0: Brent's gonna but, get mad at you again for not being on the mic. Oh, shit. Okay. I know, I get know. get here. Okay, get here. There we go. Let me
1: do it. For, like I'm on Breakfast Club. Um, <laughs> DJ I me mean, like talking to the mic. Um, no, we have pork rinds. We actually have spicy pork rinds in the bag. What kind of spice? Just like hot pork yes. rinds. I. But I'm telling stink you, up you a say whole that. Room. They do. They're awful. But you put one of them things in your mouth and you're just like, okay, there's a heaven. There's a God and he exists.
0: You're here, what is a Saturday morning, a Saturday. 5 till 11. Uh-huh. You're like kind of working right now, talking to me. If you weren't in here, how would you be spending your Saturday? What's your usual Saturday? Oh,
1: routine? man. Um, it's so funny because, I'm. look, here's the thing. A lot of people know this about me. I'm very much in love with my girlfriend.
0: Uh-huh. What's her name?
1: Her name is Alana Aisha Mayo. I love that name. Such a good name. Yeah. She's like, it's like a Doug character. <laughs> um, I'm very lucky to wake up to her every day. I bet. So, like this morning, I, I got in late last night. I, I did a belated birthday dinner last night. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I woke up to her and like we were sort of snuggling and, and, mm. and being silly. and uh, And trust me, if I was not coming here, like, I would probably still be in the bed, like, goofing <laughs> around with her and, like, watching an MSNBC or something. But we have family in town right now. Her okay. brother and her cousin. A couple cousins, her other cousin, are here. Um, So I came downstairs to, like, three black boys hanging out, you know, <laughs> on the couch. And yeah. she's sitting there. And they what do they have on the TV before I left? I don't know. Something. But um, so I would be kicking it with them, figuring out what we're going to do for brunch. Sounds like
0: a lovely Saturday.
1: Yeah. We tried to... She's gotten on me about keeping the weekends pretty clear yeah. just because even though after this I'm also gonna go sit with Justin Simeon and help him with this like next project what's
0: the next um, project I can't say okay. anything right. about now, it it he, is
1: like top secret he's a
0: mastermind behind he's dear so, black people uh, yes
1: dear white people although white people want uh, dear black people because I've had I, that is, I, I did not say dear black people I know what the you the hell? Know, because you're sitting in front of a black person <laughs> you're feeling very black right now so black yes he's the so mastermind pro- he, he, in my he,
0: Marfa public radio shirt
1: I know we're very black as <laughs> hell we're black hipsters let's talk about
0: your blipster outfit i'm loving this Oh,
1: are you, is are that you, a puka shell necklace dude, not quite this d- what is dog that? this was i'm like this was a gift from some or maybe or maybe i bought this i don't know this is um this is you know, my girlfriend and i have like these little these little gold necklaces with like oh. our nicknames on it mine says cheese ball because that's what she calls me <laughs> which i am um and hers has her my little pet name for her which i will not share okay okay um and then this, my girlfriend got me this chain because I, like I that. was like, I was like, I want like a, you know, just a simple something humble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: the flannel, I love it.
1: Yeah, man, it's like you know, it's it's such a stereotype, but I'm trying to, you know. Also in LA, before you know it, it it's
0: chilly. Yes. You need to have a layer.
1: Exactly. You need to have something on yes. your arms. Yes. You know? I like to be chill and comfortable, uh, but and then a melody, a shiny um ring, which is sort of like a oh, big wow. sort of like costume thing that says rich, which to me I think about being rich in spirit, you know, yeah. versus like, you know, just about the money and all those kind of things. But um but yeah, I try to be uh, a yeah. comfortable but fashion forward fashion at the same forward. time. Yeah. Right. What does
0: rich in spirit mean to you?
1: Who <laughs> um balance. Yeah, I think. uh, And having a village uh, of people that really celebrate you, even when there's not something in particular to be celebrated. Mm. And also to be happy to be doing what you were put on this planet to do.
0: Yes. And then it's also like being okay with being happy. Mm -hmm. I was telling someone yesterday, like the last month or so for me just has been good. Professionally, Mm -hmm. personally, life has felt good. good. And, And like, you know, when things are good, we're like, oh, this is too good. Something bad oh, has to happen. Oh, that's, whew. Why are things this good?
1: My girlfriend has that. that really? Of a, she sometimes does that. Yeah. I've tried to like, I think she might say, because I'm sort of, she might say I'm the optimist and she's the pessimist, mm-hmm. but I think we rubbed off on each other a little bit in terms of, and, I've, and I think, but she, I don't know if she would say she's a pessimist, she's a realist. Okay. And so I think that creeps in a little bit. And for me, I'm just sort of like, yeah, but how, happiness is fleeting. So whole, yeah. it's like when it comes, like, Savor sit in it. Because you know what? If you always are waiting for the other shoe to drop, it will. There you go. Like, shoes going to drop. That's going to happen. <laughs> chips, I, I like to always say, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like, I believe our steps are ordered. Okay. Um, every experience is worth having. Uh-huh. Even the bad ones. Yeah. Because it tells us something about who we are. It tells mm-hmm. us something about the energy we're sending out. It tells us something about the lessons that we still have to learn. Yeah. It tells us something about the lessons we haven't learned yet um, yeah. that we thought we did.
0: I hear you. I like
1: this. Yeah.
0: Didn't know we were gonna go there,
1: but I loved oh, it. No, we're getting very Iyama. You know? <laughs> I was just thinking,
0: fix my life, or or, or, or like
1: oh dear, white people would say, set me straight. <laughs> <laughs> what is the what
0: is the what's the fake scandal oh, show on the defamation?
1: Oh. oh my god, When Justin said that to me, I was like, who made that up? Justin. Okay, it's Justin, amazing. That's all him. You know. Well, I mean, I think I mean I can't say how much the writers' room yes had to do with it, but I know he he likes to poke fun at like stuff like that, yeah. and and I think too, it's like he's not. You know, he's not laughing at black culture. He's really kind of like, say, let's together. Yeah, laughing group, with... Make yeah, light of exactly. the things that we tend to become obsessed yeah. with.
0: And at this point, Scandal deserves a little ridicule. Like, when it started, <laughs> I was like, this is, wow.
1: Oh. Groundbreaking. We were like, this is the best thing since sliced yeah. bread." And then, like... Pretty much after they
0: low key sold Olivia Pope into slavery. Remember that? Wait, where's that? Where she she yeah. was ransomed yeah. and kidnapped, and that all these nations were bidding town. for her, and then it was not even real. And I, and then, oh, yeah. And she like had sweated her weave out, so it was just like her natural. Oh, remember, she was like natural. I remember
1: that. I remember that.
0: And after that was on, I was like, you
1: know what? you like, I can't. You know, yeah. I can't with this. It's like
0: in Grey's Anatomy. I had to stop watching Grey's after Katherine Heichel's character tried to give CPR to a deer.
1: Oh, see, I stayed on after that I really yeah <laughs> I guess that wasn't my <laughs> limit um, yeah I was still in there okay so I, you rose with Shonda I, I mean come on I can't not I mean the thing I do I will say I mean you gotta Shonda's really good at doing hitting a reset button you know yes. because and, and doing it in a very entertaining way I mean the fact that like she kind of cleaned house by having a character come in and shoot at the hospital and so she gets to kill two birds with one stone yeah she gets to breathe a little bit more life into the show yeah and also get rid of people that she probably, you know, didn't need on the show there or certain characters. And so it's like they got, like, high ratings, all this kind of stuff. And then she's rid of people that oh, she's, she's a needed. pro. It's like she is Olivia Pope. <laughs> yes. It's like that's yes. handled. Yeah. Thank done. you and goodnight. Exactly.
0: Speaking of a writer like Shonda Rhimes, talk me through some of your... What kind of writer are you? I was reading somewhere that you decided when you were seven years old mm-hmm. that you wanted to be a TV writer. Right. One... I know. Talk about that. How weird is that? It's a little weird. How do you I'm trying to think of my seven-year-old self, could I even conceptualize someone writing that stuff?
1: I think um for me, well, I, I definitely asked a lot of questions as a kid, but I think a big thing for me was I was so obsessed with television. And not shows. What, I mean, here's the deal. I grew up I'm I'm thirty, I just turned 33. So I was very lucky in terms of when I was a kid. I was born in 84. So um, was I. Okay, see. So it's like so. In the '90s, like that era, is like yes. when I'm like, you know, really aware, hyper aware yeah. of what I'm watching, all that kind of stuff. And when we were kids; we didn't have that weird thing about no screens until this age. Uh, we like, were
0: like, no, please. no TV during the week.
1: Oh. My, mom, I was, my mom was raised by a single mom, and I lived with my grandmother. So my grandmother watched TV 24 hours a day, and my mom was like <laughs> off at some job or on yeah. a date with somebody at, at any time of the day. So, and my sister was two years older than me, so she kind of was doing her own thing. So I really spent a lot of time watching TV with my grandmother and then watching uh-huh. TV by myself. Um, and my aunt was a, my mom's sister was also a big avid television watcher. Yeah. She was also really into movies, so she kind of like would take me to go see movies that I was like way too young to see. They took me to go see <laughs> Love Jones when I was 12. Like I oh, saw Love Jones
0: gets hot and he.
1: Oh yeah. I was 12. But because it was shot in Chicago. She was like, You should watch oh. this. She I saw Ferris Bueller when I was really young. Huh. Um, she t- at my best friend's wedding. I remember going to see that in the theater. That's Such a good movie. Yeah, and a lot of it she really got hyped up on things that were shot in the city where I lived in. She was uh. so she would take me to go see those movies and go, like, they shot that here. I was sort of almost creating this weird, interesting pride in my city and also Somewhere. production there. And I'm so happy because I think my mom was like, Look, there's stuff happening in these movies and TV shows that you should not repeat and you shouldn't see or shouldn't know. But just like, look, I can't I'm not gonna be a hover parent I don't have that luxury so like you can watch it and also shoot They would, my family would curse around me and she was like just don't repeat it but of course I did and I wouldn't (laughs) and I'm really grateful because I know how to curse and I know how to be and I think they really kind of gave me a certain level of swag like watch all those things Going back to it, I think watching "Obsessed with a Different World," "Obsessed yeah. with the Cosby Show" in a real way. As I got older, I really got into mimicking like Martin, living single. Wait, wait, obsessed. wait, wait!
0: You can't say mimic Martin and not mimic some Martin. Oh
1: my God! Give I me mean, some Martin to, Well, here's the deal: I like I like to do a lot of his the characters he would do. One of them, which is nice. okay. Um, Can you do Sheneneh? Okay, like he was like, here we go. So this is her. <laughs> so whenever she goes to cut that corner and sees her not two favorite people, uh-huh. which are Pam and and, uh, and Gina, uh-huh. she's like, well, looky, looky. <laughs> if it isn't Little Miss Bourgeoisie. Uh-huh. Gina, okay? And you should back up because you know what a good open <laughs> feels like. Yeah, because I don't like you no way. <laughs> Okay, I got piston tickets, okay? Front row. Oh, you want these tickets? Oh, you want these tickets? Okay, you got to come work in my shop for a whole day. I mean, she's like, she's like, she's like, she's like, three, two, one. Eh, eh, deal is off. Deal is off. I mean, he's like, excuse me, I got to locate the more subordination. I mean, I was just like, I, it, it just never. That was. Can I just give you Snapchat? Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yes. I, I would like. I mean, if, if a lot of my girlfriend was sitting here right now, she'd be like, "This is my life on a daily basis." <laughs> like, I, I'm upset. Like, and also, and I think that's honestly, because a lot of people say, you know, "Did you want to be an actor?" Or you? And, I, and I really did not. I, did, I had no aspirations you wanted to of. Write. Yeah, I want to write. But I think what the acting thing is sort of born out of is me watching things and mm. mimicking them. Like, and okay, and, and sort of saying, I literally, I would a character would say something on TV, and I would say it back to them huh that's what i would sit and do like as a young person just like watch these things again and again and again it was like repetition
0: all right time for a break stick around to hear lena run me through this amazing list of black women in hollywood
2: who helped lena get her start all right brb Support for NPR and the following message come from WordPress.com. With powerful site-building tools and thousands of themes to choose from, WordPress.com lets their users pursue what they love by launching a site that's free to start with room to grow. Their customer support team is made of actual WordPress experts who are standing by to help you 24 hours a day, including weekends. And WordPress users own their content forever. Get 15% off any new plan purchase at wordpress.com slash minute. Mitch McConnell has become a champion for conservatives. But back in the day, he once got support from groups like
1: labor unions. i marked it down as one of the worst things I've ever done in my life. So you thought about it over the years. Oh, well, I still think about it. Every time I see his face. Mitch McConnell. A new series from Embedded. Subscribe now.
0: So then, okay... Child growing up in Chicago, loving mm-hmm. TV, wanting to write. Mm-hmm. Walk me through how you get to L.A.
1: I got to L.A. through Columbia College because okay. they have something called the semester in L.A. And cause the truth okay. is, obviously, people that go to Columbia have aspirations of being in some sort of, well, not all, but there's a lot of, they have a, a major where you can major in writing and producing and television, which huh. I majored in. I uh, They had the semester, and a lot of it, they're really trying to get people to go to Los Angeles. That's sort of their mission. If, huh. you, you know, if you're television writer, screenwriter, they're like, there's only so far you can get in yeah. Chicago. The cool thing is there's a lot of production happening in Chicago now, so a lot of those students, I think, are getting yeah. a lot of gigs. It's a good place to shoot. Yeah, they shoot. It looks yeah. like a city. Oh, yeah. It looks like Such a city. Such majestic architecture. Yeah, it's great. And um, so, yeah, so they... They have this semester, and you have to finish. Have to have a certain amount of credits mm-hmm. finished, and all this kind of stuff to do it. And so I was like, uh, I don't know. I was all on the fence about leaving Chicago for some weird reason. Yeah, and my family's still there, and my home base was Where there. Where in Chicago? Well, I grew up in, uh, on the south side of Chicago. Yeah, I live with my grandmother, and then we moved to Evanston.
0: So very different experience. Very
1: different experience. Um, but my mom went there for the schools. Like literally, you know, yeah. she was like, "We got to. You can't keep going to school here." Were you like,
0: like the only black kid in your class in Evanston or no?
1: No, it was. We were definitely the minority. Okay. but it was. It was. A mix. I mean it was okay. predominantly white, but mm-hmm. you know, we had but we had Latino kids, Indian kids, Asian kids. So we, that was a really cool thing, actually, nice. the fact that it was diverse in that way. Yeah. Um, and you know, we loved it. I loved it. I went to middle school there and I went to high school, I went to Evanston Township High School. Nice. Um, which was which was a wonderful. I don't think I'd be sitting here right now if I didn't go to that high school and have that experience. Because I think my mentality would have been different. Um, uh, in that the teachers there assume you're all going to college.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: If I went to high school at, you know, some other public schools on the south side of Chicago where I was living that was in my quote-unquote zone. They'd be like, we're
0: happy you graduated high school.
1: Yeah, exactly. Hmm. And um, and the teachers in Evanston were a little bit tougher and were a little bit okay. like, okay, so where are the college applications. Yeah. Um, and my mom was on that, too. That was okay. a big thing for her as well. But I think that's a reason why she was like, I got to kind of yeah, get yeah. you yeah. over here. Yeah. And it was great. Um,
0: so then L.A. So yeah, what so semester y- are you in L.A.? Like sophomore, junior, senior? What year? No, uh,
1: my last. It was my your last. La- I made it my last semester. Okay. Because a, a, couple, a couple of people had done it, like junior year, se- senior year, and they, they come back to Chicago. But I remember one girl, because she had done the semester in L.A. and she loved it. Yeah. But she was like, my advice, make it your last mm. thing because that way you stay out there. And can keep working. Exactly. And she was like, because she did it and then obviously came back uh-huh. and told me all about it. And that kind of made me go, hmm, I kind of want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mary Stanislaw. She okay. did it. And so Shout she was like. Uh, what she? doing now she i think well i think she's back in chicago but she was out here for a while and that's a tough thing it, it is a you know i sometimes i think it you know it's not lost on me that i'm very blessed and that yeah. my journey has taken me yeah. to and also you know my drive has got me to where i am but yeah. a lot of people were out here and like you know oh,
0: that's the la story go back
1: i mean yeah. can i tell you like a real thing that happened yes. like some real shit yeah. that was like something out of a movie so i in this semester in la there uh-huh. was a, a guy who and we actually both went to edmonton township high school oh wow like that. did then, you know i'm there a little bit. Okay. We didn't run in the same circles. Okay. But, you know, I yeah. knew it was like, look, so we saw each other and we did this much in LA together. Oh, uh-huh. wow. Um, and, uh, but he was more of an actor than anything. Okay. You know, too, trying to, right. So we did this much That was in 06.
0: Yeah.
1: Fast forward to a couple of weeks ago, I had people over and, um, yeah, you know, I had some folks over at my house, some friends, and we postmated, we, postmates, you know, yeah. that's how oh, yeah. we Postmates some food. My postmates <sighs> guy no. was him. It was. Wow. I mean, it was just such a thing, and, and I... Oh, my goodness. And we didn't, like, really... Igno- you know, I mean, we, igno- Did you, we were uh, like... Were you like, dude! I was just like, oh, hey. And he was like, hey. What do you
0: say in that moment?
1: Nothing. There's nothing really you can say. And it was just... It was such a, a jolt of, like, oh, my goodness. I think for me and him, for both sides. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like... Um, you know, it is just... It, it was just in like my crib, and you could see it, it was just like a whole It was just yeah. like something out of a freaking movie. And it's so
0: LA, cause like so
1: LA, dog. I live in DC
0: now, and okay. like if you want to work in politics, you can find a job in politics. Mm-hmm. There's something there for you, right? Like you can staple someone's papers in some office, somewhere, yeah, you right? Get so a like job. you're gonna get a job. Yeah. But in LA, if you want to work in like if you want to act.
1: It's it's, it's, it's a combination like, of yes. luck, God, yes. talent. Yeah, and so brain, LA yeah. is
0: full of these brilliant, beautiful, motivated people mm-hmm. serving you food and drink. Yeah, it's such a weird
1: thing. Yeah, it's and every, such a and weird everybody thing. is like got a, a, a like cause very few people are from here. Uh huh. So it's like most people like you know you start off well I'm from so and so. Yeah, I've been out here for so many years, and also too there's no seasons here, so like oh, time yeah. flies by. Yeah, and um. You know, it just it's a kind of it's the kind of city that can swallow you up if you let it. Exactly. And um and I was just determined to not, yeah. you know, swallow it up. But I yeah. but I remember before I came out here, a lot of my family, like one of my uncle, my gay one of my gay uncles, uh I have two. Uh
2: Blast. we never said well, we never said the word two gay, gay uncles, ever, I you
1: know, at that Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah we going to word. talk about that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so great. one was a hairdresser, one was a flight stewardess, but like never, never ever had any spouses or anything, apparently.
0: Um and the family wasn't like so. No. Just not discussed. No. One and literally is a hairdresser, the other is a flight.
1: attendant. I mean, no, when I it's... say that, people are like, Are you joking? I'm like, Nope. They both still do that, by the way. Hmm. Um but they're but they're more like and it's like like play uncles, and that like yeah. one of them used to do my mom's hair, so he would come over yeah. and the yeah. other is like the brother of one of my aunt's boyfriends. Gotcha. So you know, it's like gotcha. but you know, it's like they'd be at the I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I still have to say When he when I was leaving, he was like, You gotta go out there and like take it over. He's like, You gotta go out there and really and I'll never forget those little things. Like Mm -hmm. him saying to me, he's like, You're gonna go out there and really, you know, run the town. Yeah. And I was like, Really? That's the vibe you get? And he's like, Yeah. And so I was like, Okay. So just like little things like that and like my professor uh at the time who like read a girlfriend spec i wrote in his class and he, he like winked at I me before that. i walked out He was like yeah and you ended up writing something.
0: for girlfriends right no
1: i was an assistant to one of the showrunners of gotcha. girlfriends
0: okay okay which is like one of the best shows
1: of all time i mean come on but, i was writing spec scripts for that show like yeah, i knew so it like good. the back of my hand this is,
0: and, and like i hate that we live in a country where we love series sitcoms dramas about women friendships uh-huh girls sex in the city yep. the list goes I'm trying on trying to get one
1: on air myself yeah why mm-hmm.
0: can't we acknowledge that girlfriends was one of the best there was Dude. i feel like it's so slept on
1: i know i think and i think it's because was it maybe it's because of the network that it began was on was it upn it started on upn oh, and yeah. then turned into C- the cw oh yeah um you know it's hard you know mm-hmm. when you're on a network like that i think when people sort of like don't take seriously yeah. and yeah um but that being said it's like big up Samara for like really like mm-hmm. Pushing and trying to make something smart and interesting. And it was really smart. It was yeah. Really smart. And and just like special and timely yeah. And, yeah. and uh and people still mess with it. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. So you're here for the semester. Right. Does it work out well? like do you land the job as soon as that's done? No, or what? what's, your, what's I, the time you
1: land an internship. You, you okay. can, that's easy to find. You know, okay. like you know. Actually <laughs> I'm I don't paid know. Or I, think, paid? I think I think not paid. Oh. But I think it actually more be more difficult now because oh, yeah. I've told because I am very blessed at the time I came out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was like oh six and yeah. you could still get an internship. So I started interning at um Edmonds Entertainment at what the do time. They do? Which was that was Tracy, Tracy Edmonds, Edmonds and Kenny Wife Baby Baby Edmonds. Babyface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're, de- they're, they're they still work together. They still worked together. Okay. They were they were divorced at that time. Gotcha. But um but yeah, they were like they had to enter I would come in there and like do little odd things yeah. and like go on like shoots for the reality shows they were pitching, little stuff like that. Okay. And I interned there for like way longer than one should because I got <laughs> comfortable and it yeah. was cool. Um and then and then I started working in reality television, which a lot of people do. Wow. To like, you know, because and, and by that I mean I would watch footage of like the real world, Australia, <laughs> and just like transcribe what was happening so the editors could like pick and choose from like different cuts and, like, Whoa. yeah that's what I did for like a couple years cause, so like, were you
0: just like just I went to college from 6pm
1: to 3am I did that for like gotta be like a year or some change. did you like that I, you know, I like the people that I sat <laughs> okay. next to. Okay. And like, you know what I'm that's saying? That's diplomatic. It was like, you know, it was just such a, but you know, also I like the fact that I finally it was a job where I could pay my rent yeah. and like my stuff. It was it yeah. was very, it made me independent. Okay. Um, and then during the day I would intern again to go um, pay uh, at this literary agency. So how
0: many hours were you putting in?
1: Oh man, the literary agency was in Beverly Hills from 9 a.m. to 5. And The transcribing job was in the Valley. So that's an hour drive oh, yeah. to 6 <laughs> to be there till like 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. And then you had to be back at work at 9. And go back, yeah. And I just was like... And just on that 405. Oh. Ugh. Living there. Ugh. I just, but I just remember, like, I know this is going to pay off at some point. Like, but I think that's a big thing for me. And I don't think I was even really able to... Well, on the weekends, I would try to, like, write and whatever. Yeah. But I was just like, this has to... Pay. I have to, like, be wow. good at what I'm doing. Otherwise, this is just, like, torture. Yeah. This is cruel and unusual punishment.
0: So then what happens after that?
1: What happened was that agency that only rep television writers, it's a very huh. unique agency. Yeah. it's also a good starter agency for a lot of like mm-hmm. television writers who got some skills. I was like, I hope they'll like me enough that they'll give me a, an assistant gig working for one of their clients or something. Yeah. Sure enough, one day in the office, I'm like at the front desk doing what I normally do. And they go, okay, so the woman who runs Girlfriends, which is not Mark, because she's running the game, but she has a yes. you know, woman that came up, came up under her, is going to run the show, needs a new assistant. Like, do you want to go? We we, we can get you an interview. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Um, So I went in. And I was just like very confident, yeah. cause I cause I knew the show. I was like I was like I remember sitting and I was like none of y'all know the show better than me, none of y'all. And one of them was a young lady who I'm friends with now, but was like was the writer's PA the year before that she oh, was wow. up for that gig. And I beat him. I got all. They were like you got it. And so and that's when it all began. That was my journey, like being on that set and okay. like doing all that and just like I was in heaven. Like I'm, yeah. like, I'm like walking Tracee Ellis Ross's dog. I'm sitting at the brunch. Wait, wait, what's
0: Tracee Ellis's dog's name? Well,
1: her dog this dog has since passed away, oh. um, but her name was Ladybug. It's a great dog. Kind of I she, dog. Oh, crap. Was it a... I don't want to get it wrong. might have been a shit... I don't know. It wasn't okay. shit. I don't a know. I can't thing? remember. It was a tiny okay. dog. A really sweet dog. Tracy
0: Ellis Ross seems like the coolest, nicest person She's really in sweet. the world.
1: She's really sweet. Funny, gorgeous, like very, you know, to be raised in, in the way that she was. And, and to be, be as, like, as grounded as she and like, is. Very, you know, yeah. in touch with folks is like, yeah. I think, a real testament to her mom.
0: Yeah. Anyway, this ain't about her. It's about you. <laughs> Girlfriends and then what?
1: I got a call... Uh, from Mara's assistant you know her then former assistant
2: mm-hmm.
1: said hey we got you know uh, Mara's best friend he's an assistant mm-hmm. um and she recommended you and I was like oh snap I wasn't even working directly for Mara Mara oh. would just see me on set running yeah, around Yeah, and um and, uh, and her best friend, of course, was Gina Prince-Bythewood. And she mm. needed an assistant for her post on Secret Life of Bees. Yeah. So I went, interviewed. It was phenomenal. At her house, met her. You see, like, the poster of Love of Basketball and, like, all oh, that wow. kind of stuff. And so I went, interviewed, and started working for her. And she's been, like, my, you know, industry mother. She always wow. joke, well, I had you in my teens um, <laughs> ever since. And so um, – and then while I was working for her, Gina was like, okay – so there's this woman who's directing her first movie. We know she she needs some help. as from PA or some assistant type of place. And I was just like, we think you'd be great. Okay. And that was Ava DuVernay. Wow. And that was like, I will follow. And I went yeah. to work on that movie. Which movie? That was her first uh, movie, okay. so I will follow. Yeah. Um, worked on that. And then she and I have been tight. Is she the homie? She is. Wow. Which is a phenomenal thing to have. And I'm grateful to the. Vice and I love and how
0: it. like your story is full of like black women helping other black Absolutely. women. Absolutely. That's... Mm-hmm. That's good.
1: And it's the thing that I really took on and, like, you know, try to pay it forward. And yeah. as I was driving here today, I was talking to one of my mentees and, like, helping him. Like, he's doing – he did a spec of blackish big speaking of Tracy, that's where yeah. I was going full circle. And um, just telling him, like, about how ways to in- implement notes he's gotten yeah. from his writer's group um, that we've helped form and, and try to help him how to figure out how to do rewrites. Yeah.
0: And so you transitioned at some point from assisting to writing. And right. Did you, I, you
1: wrote – what shows have you written for? I've only written on two, and and they could not be more different. One was a Nickelodeon show that only lasted one season what called How to show? Rock. Was it good? Symphonique Miller was the lead, which is Masterpiece Daughter. Oh. Right. You know what? Masterpiece kids, have, they're like... They're like... Because like isn't, isn't little, little Romeo his kid too? Yeah, mm-hmm. Little Romeo's like talented. He, he's like, yeah, he's out here, you know, making funds, man. Yeah. Like they're doing stuff. They
0: stay busy. So Symphonique had a show. You wrote for that. Yeah,
1: I wrote on that. And then I wrote... The Shy. Was, it was called Shy rack before, but now it's called The Shy. This is your new Showtime they, the pilot series that eventually yeah. later would ultimately, yeah. you know, uh, land at Showtime. How did
0: Aziz happen?
1: Aziz happened because after I, while I was on the set of, of Dear White People, the feature. I got a call from my then manager that said Allison Jones wants to have a meeting with you. And this
0: is like a legendary casting. Mind director.
1: you, I didn't know who she was. I didn't know. Oh. I you know I didn't know casting director. She's cast
0: every. She cast well. She cast Bridesmaids. She cast. She Fritz cast America's The Office. She, she cast.
1: She cast. Did she cast Fresh Prince of Bel Air? She did. It's <laughs> amazing. She did. She's like yeah. a crazy. Resume, but I just didn't know. I didn't know who that was. I was like, and he was like, mm, she's a pretty famous, you know, casting director. I was like, why does the casting director want to meet me? I'm not yeah. like casting anything. Yeah. So, but he was like, I don't know, just you should go. So I was like, okay. So I went. And sure enough, she had sort of seen me in interviews and seen some of my, some of my work. And yeah. she was like, are you interested? Do you have any interest in acting at all? Huh. And I was like, not really. I was like, not particularly. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, let me bring you in for some stuff. And how'd I was like, how'd you feel when she told you that? I was like, okay. <laughs> um, but we had a great conversation we were okay. talking about TV obviously yeah. she has great taste and things so we just, so I just like, we just connected on yeah. that level and sure enough she did she brought me in for a, a couple different things and then one of them I booked which was a small part on The Comeback season two okay. which was one of my favorite shows of all time Yeah. so I was very hyped about that and Michael Patrick King directed me I spent the afternoon with him and Lisa Kudrow which was phenomenal
0: Lisa Kudrow seems like she's like always just hilarious
1: she's a genius
0: person yeah
1: she's a genius I love person it. I love it like yeah Genius. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, I guess one day Aziz and Alan, because she was obviously casting their show, they asked her to send them interesting people hmm. for like to, to kind of talk yeah. to, not yeah. even like really read. So by the grace of God, she mentioned me. And I wow. went to Aziz's house and sat and talked to him and Alan for like 30 minutes. Like I didn't have I didn't know he had a show. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't Yeah, it just like go was to his house. Just go to his house and talk to him. And that's why I was like, well, it's coming the meeting is coming from Allison's office. So yeah. it has to be active. But I'm like, it's but casting. I'm not reading anything for them. It was racial. So was, they
0: just had you talk about you?
1: Yeah, it was just talked about what was going on in my life. I just what did you in tell love them? my girlfriend. Okay. So I was like, well, you know, made out with her, and now she's my everything. That's happening, <laughs> and just being silly and just being myself. Yeah. And um. And then I got a call after that to say, okay, he wants to, you to read with him. Okay. And so then I finally got some size. I didn't get a full script, but okay. And so and I asked like, can I play with this with the script and like? And they're like, yeah, sure, why not? Like write some stuff. Yeah, write it. some stuff just to add some things to give it some flavor or whatever. Yeah. So I did, and so that meant that Disease wasn't aware of what I was going to say back to him when I sat down to read. Oh. So I saw so this so I, so I come in I, now we're in Allison's office. And, yes. Um, and I'm sitting with Disease and Alan Yang is there and Allison's there. Um, and uh, it's somewhat of an empty room which is always preferred, you know, mm-hmm. when you're auditioning. And so I, I start with him and we're, we're going and he's just like cracking up the little things I'm saying <laughs> and I'm saying back and yeah. Alan's laughing, Allison's digging it, and you can just feel from that moment, mm-hmm. like, okay, there's something here. Um it's so cool too because Allison has somewhere on tape, like me and Aziz reading it up for the first time. Really. And I'd love to see it because like it's I mean you could just feel like there's just a natural yeah. kinship and there. And you weren't scared? No. Okay. Or was it? It was I wasn't. Maybe it's because they let me play with the words yeah, myself. Yeah, so and, it was you. And then we, yeah, and then we ad libbed a little bit. One nice. of the scenes where Aziz just kind of started riffing, I was kind of started going with them. And uh,
0: can you recall a certain ad lib?
1: Yeah, one of which was like, "Yeah, man, like I, said, I remember saying thought." <laughs> for him, those
0: for listeners that don't know, this is NPR.
1: That the, those
0: hose that hose ho that hoe ho over, over there
1: that hoe over there, which we bring back <laughs> in the Thanksgiving. Yes, after, so Ken Aziz, Whitley says
0: it beautifully. And, and
1: Aziz has a great little comeback. It's an acronym. So great. Um, so, oh, it's an acronym. I remember watching that with somebody; they were dying. They were like, oh, it's an acronym. Yeah. It's so funny. So, so I said that, and he cracked. He was like, the fact, like the fact that I was actually explaining something to him that he didn't know. Yeah. While we're ad living, because now he's kind of like, I'm not. I'm genuinely having a conversation with you again, like yes, in the yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was that, and then, and I remember like making a joke about like you need to like don't date a Cassie. You, don't, you know you gotta, you gotta find you a like Cassie P. Diddy's Cassie yeah she's beautiful and, she's gorgeous but I said something I was like you gonna get a Cassie you can get a Cassie that means you set for life some shit I said <laughs> and he was just like what he was like who are you right now so then we came then I came back I read again we were a little bit more on the book okay. that time okay and then the next I got a call to come test yeah um which is, like, really awkward. You go in, they film you, and all these mm-hmm. people are there. It's great. Um, and then, like, like not even, like, a week later, they called mm-hmm. and said, we want you to come be a part of the show.
0: And they gave you the role of Denise, which was mm-hmm. originally meant for a white, straight woman that might have been his love interest?
1: I think they didn't. All they knew is they wanted a girl okay. in the crew. And okay. I think, when they when think about that girl, I don't think they necessarily thought she was going to be black or that she would be a lesbian. Yeah. But I think to, such kudos to them, because I think they met me, and they were like, okay, well. She's the one let's re- alter the role to her. Yeah. And I think they kind of thought, oh, that's actually an interesting perspective of like, even though, because I think it would have been cool if they had a straight woman kind of giving like a perspective from the other side. I think they kind of had that with Lakshmi, who's now in season two oh, yeah. a little bit more, but yeah. I think they kind of got a kick out of it. But I remember coming in for the first table read and they still hadn't decided. And Aziz was like-
0: If you're going to be straight or gay in yeah. the show? Yeah. And
1: Aziz huh. was like, well, we're thinking maybe she'll be a lesbian. And I was like, I'm not mad at that. Yeah.
0: Would you have felt comfortable playing a straight woman?
1: Totally. Because I think it would have been funny. You know How what I'm so? saying? Like, my cadence and my vibe or whatever. I wasn't, I'm i not going to, like, wear, like, a skirt and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, to yeah. me, it could have been. And also, too, there are some women who are more masculine than feminine that yes. are straight. Yes, you know? totally. So, I wouldn't have minded. But, yeah. I, but also, too, looking back at it now, and this didn't really come up in our conversation, but we weren't. Aware at the time of how little representation there was of queer people of color mm-hmm. on television, mm-hmm. so in doing it, you know, I think we got a couple rounds of applause about it, but it was not conscious. It was just sort of, oh, this is who I am. We this like is how you. I walk in the on, world, and they were like, we respond to this, yeah. and um, and that's why I was so cool at the reception of the character, especially yeah. first season, obviously, second season too, um, uh, has been so warm and kind, and people just really like they just really like Denise.
0: They love Denise. and I mean, so let's talk about. I mean, for me, my favorite episode of the series thus far the thanksgiving episode oh thank you so much which i'm sure you've been hearing about how much people love it it's really good i guess we should give a spoiler alert for those that haven't watched it if you you haven't watched it yet listeners pause this but like how have you not watched it i mean
1: how have you not watched it come on dog but no check it out please it's so good
0: so the whole premise of this episode basically is you your character Mm -hmm. denise comes out to her mother Mm -hmm. over the course of like Several Thanksgiving dinners.
1: So to speak, yeah, there's one actual coming yes. out scene. Yes. But oh before that she's sort of <laughs> just being herself. Yeah. But not. Yeah. In a way. And which is sort of I think, you know, most people most gay people's journey. That's the process. And and
0: so like one, you got Angela Bassett to play your mother. I mean, come on. Phenomenal. Was your mom Icon. just like, oh my God, yes.
1: Yeah, no, and it's <laughs> funny because we were <laughs> supposed to keep it like under wraps, but then uh-huh. Angela, somebody asked her on a red carpet at the Emmys, oh. of all places. So, what do you have coming up next? Like, oh, I'm going to play, I'm going to go be on Master of None, play Denise's mom. But we didn't care. It was fun. So, yeah. so then that came out. And so that's how my mom actually found out. So, what did your mom say? It. She was just like, oh my God, that's amazing. She was so obsessed.
0: Yeah, I read somewhere that you and Disease both. Love Angela Bassett for many reasons, but in right. part because of her role in- The Jacksons, The Jackson American 5, Dream. American Dream. I love that miniseries. I mean,
1: it's iconic.
0: What's your favorite Angela Bassett line from that movie?
1: Oh, well, I mean, the go-to is like, I don't want, yes, you, I I don't don't want you, you, I don't want you, I don't want, want you no, no more. I love and that. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. So this episode, I was watching it actually on the plane coming back from somewhere. So I'm weeping on the plane. Oh this my gosh. Episode. Um I didn't even know it was available on planes. So with Netflix now you can download stuff oh,
1: and watch it later. Oh. There we go. So See, you Netflix. about that new shit? Okay. You know, that new Got news, you. That new Got news. you. Yeah.
0: But like it's so poignant how much of that is straight up your life and how much of that is you and Aziz like writing something.
1: The only thing that's not my life is uh I don't have an Indian uh boy that I grew up with
0: <laughs> and smoke weed in the room. Right.
1: And I don't I, I did not bring home my nipples and toes. Uh, For those who don't know, Nipples and Toes Twenty Three
0: is the Instagram account of one, one of, of the your girls thoughts. That I'm t-
1: okay. What? <laughs> She's not a thought to my character. She's a lovely young lady. But okay,
0: I mean, unbiased opinion is she a, she a little, she thought-ish, <sighs> thought-esque?
1: You know, ish. <laughs> ish. You know? We all have those moments, though, in we our do. lives. We do. Um, yeah, but ev- everything other than, I mean, everything from the Lebanese thing, which I genuinely said when I came out to my friends.
0: You called yourself Lebanese. And yeah, that which lesbian. Aziz
1: thought was hilarious. <laughs> um, which my friends at the time thought was kind of silly, too. They were like, oh, yeah. what? Um I mean, the grandmother stuff. The Kim's character is a Kim Whitley, who I think is an unsung hero of Hollywood oh God, and yes. of this episode. She's a combination of a lot of my mom's friends, okay? you know, who are like play aunts, you know, yeah. to me, you yeah. know. Um, but literally, like, I took like three of her friends, like, put the things that they said to her, like, in one person's mouth. Yeah. So, yeah, but she's such it's such she's a, so it really became, she's became such a great character, yes. you know. What does she do with this? There's twice
0: where she yells at Aziz.
1: Oh, my God. was the she's second like, time over the We y-. know it's in the damn yams. <laughs> And she's like, got the nipples, got the toes. She's like, so great.
0: All right, one more break here. When we come back, we'll talk more about Lena's Emmy-winning
2: work on the Thanksgiving episode of Master of None. BRB. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Verbo. Finding the perfect vacation home is hard. You start off looking for a beach house big enough for six and wind up watching videos of surfing dogs verbo has got you covered, matching you to the perfect place to stay for your getaway every time. Download the Verbo app, VRBO, and put an end to frustrating vacation searches. Discover everything from condos and cabins to villas and castles. Let Verbo find a home that matches you. I'm Jesse Thorne. Timothy Simons played Jonah Ryan on HBO's Veep. On a show known for its insults, has anybody gotten more of them than Jonah. If the cruelty registered, our show would be an hour and 15 minutes long, because every scene would be like, excuse me, you can't speak to me that way. This week on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR.
0: Oh my god. Was it hard to write something that's so your life? And also like, if I can recall correctly, Aziz really pushed you to write
1: this. Right, I was just like, because that's the thing, thing too, I try to keep that kind of stuff separate yeah. you know like um, like a lot of people say oh you're writing something for yourself I don't tend to write for myself Hmm. things I write even if they they may be semi-autobiographical but I like the idea of other actors coming in and helping to bring these characters to life Mm -hmm. Um, and then with the acting things and um, whether it be like on the comeback obviously or Master of None I just recently filmed a, a movie last year I like being just the, the actor mm. and, and that being my yeah. job and that being my focus. So yeah. this is actually the first time I've written something and starred in it. Hmm. So uh, just because I, I I always tell people, I'm like, I don't have the Tina Fey or the Issa Rae or the Lena Dunham yeah. gene. Like yeah. I don't feel the need to like write something ambient. and be in it. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I think that's beautiful and dope. Totally. Hello, Donald Glover and the season. Sorry. Yes. Um. But I, I just, it's not my jam. Okay. So that's why I was a little bit. also too, I had a, I mean, my plate was really full at that yeah, time, yeah. Um, and trying to still trying to get my series picked up at the time it had not officially been picked up or at Showtime. Yeah, I was about to go film a movie in London,
0: and they had you actually write in a hotel room in London. I was right? well,
1: you well, Aziz came to London to now, write this I, with you. I don't know if it was that was the only reason. I think he just kind of, he likes to travel, but <laughs> I think that didn't hurt, you know, because I was in London filming something, okay. and so <laughs> he came to London to play, but also you know he he got you know he was staying at a hotel, a really cool hotel, and I am. Um, I went to his hotel room. We just like sat for a couple days.
0: It took you a few days, right? Yeah, this.
1: to to write it. We had we had a great outline, okay. um, and so that's what we were sort of going off of. And, and then sort of sort of going back and forth or whatever. But when we sat, when we actually sat down, it was about three days huh. to bang it out. Yeah. Um. And it was in a lot. I mean, I would say like eighty five percent or not. It was like it's like that we wrote in London is in the, is in is in the episode. Yeah. And we tweaked things on set here and there, yeah. but. Yeah, and a lot of stuff, a lot of scenes that like Dev wasn't in. He would like get up and like walk away, like and like I'd be in there by myself, alone with my memories, and just really recalling it, yeah, and and and, and being just super honest. And that's the rule that I go by in so does disease: is it really honest? Is it really true? And you know, and we really have fun with it. And there's a lot of cool little quiet scenes in there that I really that's like. That's
0: Beautiful, like when 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 Angela Bass a character has Denise's girlfriend come in and like help mm-hmm. make the food right oh this is she's warming
1: up the beginning it's yeah happening. it's slow but yeah. it's like yeah
0: yeah was it hard to act that episode
1: no I mean you know it was a lot of fun kind of with the being with the kids like you know and like tweaking that because I just felt like a writer on set yeah. you know um but the biggest scene was obviously the coming out scene at the diner but even that like I had a little bit of butterflies, but I felt very safe in Angela's arms. And, like, you know, she was fantastic. And, uh, you know, and also the, the way they put it in the schedule, it was a couple of days of us kind of working together. So we, you know, it wasn't the first thing up. Yeah. Um, but it really was liberating, you know, because some people say, oh, is it difficult having to come out again? I'm like, no, coming hmm. out is hard. That yeah. was sh-ty. Recreating it in that way, it felt like a celebration of coming huh. out.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: it kind of honored it. Yeah.
0: And it was it was really great of you and the team to humanize a parent like yes. that. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times there's this conceptualization, either the parent loves the kids that, um, that come out or hates right. the kid mm-hmm. that comes out. Right. But it's usually somewhere in between. Yeah. And, they, and everyone loves their kid. Yeah. But there's one line Angela Bassett says, which is just like, I don't want life to be hard for you. Right. That was that was very beautifully nuanced. Yeah, yeah. Know? Thank
1: you. And because a big thing for me is I didn't want her to be a villain. Yeah, and, and she's not. Yeah, and and, I, and my character's not a hero. Mm-hmm. You know, I am. Um, because I've, I, there's no rule book on what to do when somebody comes out to you, but there's not really a rule book on how to come out either. That's and I don't know if I was the expert at how, doing that because I was a little annoyed and frustrated that I had to, and yeah. I was happy that I got to write that in and like yeah. kind of. Um, but I think, but in hindsight, it kind of speaks to like me sort of feeling like, well, people should just know who I am, and, da, 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 and that's just sort of not that's yeah. that's also, also unfair they too. They didn't know <laughs> you had to tell them, right? You, <laughs> you know, and know. I and I needed to say it out yes. loud. Yes. you know what I mean. Yeah. I think. And and I and I also I also like the evolution of her coming out to herself, sort of in a way, and, and then doing that. She comes out to her friend, and yeah. then later, yes. you know, she feels comfortable, which is tr- really true. Yeah. And, um. Yeah. And
0: also, it it speaks to this fact that like you don't just come out once you got to right. come out to this one to that right. one, to, it's it's like it's yeah. a process and from
1: yeah because for me though it was like that was the only person i really came really? out to yeah okay. my mom. yeah i mean well, i came out to my sister which okay. that was not like i didn't have a sister in the show but so yeah that and my friends. so it was sort of like a couple but it wasn't i didn't have i don't i still don't have a huge family mm-hmm. um but for me that was the one person that yeah. mattered yeah the
0: posters in Denise's childhood room. Mm-hmm. Two big ones. Uh, who were they?
1: Jasmine Guy, Jennifer Aniston. Dime
0: uh, pieces.
1: Yeah, dimes, man. <laughs> we had Hallie up there, too. Vanessa Williams got in there. Um, were
0: those your real-life childhood they,
1: they, well, Well, like, it's interesting. So I sent them pictures of my room as a teenager. And also I shared a room with my sister, too. So our room was covered in posters, like really I mean, immature, Tony Braxton. Immature. I have these, not like,
0: heard, I haven't thought of
1: immature in dude, years. My sister obsessed. Wow. mm mm-hmm. So her room, all these boys and and <laughs> my side, like Tony Braxton, <laughs> Halle Berry, yeah. and Tyra Banks. It's like yeah. you would have thought like some of, but it just goes to speak to like black people, just like not having a lot of experience. A willful, with gay people yeah, and, like, just, yeah, like, and, and
0: and there's also sometimes like this willful
1: ignorance. Yeah, I don't want to. They don't want to know. It was so blatant and crazy. Like, huh. if, you, if you, thinking back on our room now and, like, yeah. all of her stuff and all my, hilarious, like, yeah. it's silly. But they really took to that and they were like, oh, this is really fun and, uh, <laughs> But yeah, those were the people like in my like that was it. Yeah. It was like Hallie We had a Karen Parsons um, post up there too because apparently Karen Parsons is a fan of the show, oh. so she was down with us. You know, use Hell her image yeah. and then Regina King. We have a young picture Regina oh, King yeah. up there who's also a fan of the show. So it was some of it was some head nods to people nice. who, who've been really nice. kind about the series. I love it. Um, and uh, yeah, and also it's a cool. Uh, and I haven't seen him, but Vanessa Williams' son. There's a barbershop he and I frequent, oh, nice. and he's a he's a fan of the show. So I to me, it was sort of cool. It's like even though I was like Vanessa Williams, was, like a big part of mine but. That's kind of a nice. So I always yeah. think of him because like, yeah. I've, I've seen him, and he's like, I like the show. Yeah. So speaking um, of nineties, yeah. I was
0: reading somewhere that when uh, when y'all were writing the episode, you and Aziz were playing mm-hmm. some nineties R and B. What kind of stuff were y'all playing?
1: Wow, we were playing some L Cool J.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like doing it and doing it. And See, lounges
0: lounge is a better song for me.
1: Yeah, lounges lit. Um, we were playing like some boys to men. Some. Uh, I think I pulled up, pulled up some SWV. Mm. Some D'Angelo. I think we I think I
0: the brown sugar plays a prominent yeah, role in the episode. Yeah.
1: Cause I think we were trying to like find the music videos, that's what we were like we were listening watching music videos and going like what would they be watching? What would they yeah. be listening to? Yeah. Um, what were we actually listening to? And Aziz and I have a very similar like culture reference. Aziz is like too. low key black. He's freaking black as hell. What like, is that? How does that what I don't know. I the I don't know if it's because he was in the South or what he leaned more to he's also a soulful kind of dude. Yeah. But him and his younger brother, Anise, they have very like black like yeah. pop culture references. And
0: I can tell it's real because like there's a lot of folks that try to act like they get our the like Kelly bitty does, yeah. it, but he's actually for real, like yeah. in the culture. No, he knows
1: he's obsessed. He really is obsessed, with he'll always be. Every time I say, "You had the new Kanye?" <laughs> I'm like, "I no, I haven't. What's what's up?" You know? Yeah, yeah. No, he's so great that yeah. way. Sidebar:
0: Nikki or Remy?
1: Ooh, you know what? That's ooh, that's actually tough. I liked Remy's. Uh, bars on her like her oh, first yeah. thing that she dropped. That was pretty lit. Yeah. Um but and I, if you go and by just pound for pound and like put numbers on the board, like you can't deny like yeah. Nikki's prowess. I mean Also
0: like Nicki Minaj could rap Dr. Seuss lyrics from now to the end of time. Her verse on Monster
1: is enough. Oh, impeccable. And also I see I saw her live when oh, I really? was in yeah when I was in New York filming season two uh of Master of None they, well, Jay Z. This sounds very Jay Z. and Beyonce did like a sort of a charity event at the Barclays, and so they had a lot of different like musicians come out, yeah. including Beyonce. But so Nicki was one of those people that came out, and she just like freaking came out and just like murdered it. Like she yeah. just like slays. Like the dope thing about her, which I think a lot of rappers sort of don't have, you can't really make out what they're saying, and you can't hear them. She and her. She enunciates. Her diction was so yes. phenomenal. Like yes. she just sounded really clear yeah. and. It was lit. Like yeah. that's what you want, and also too, the bars are really fun, and the punchlines mm-hmm. are really mm-hmm. funny. So Make yeah, you, we love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do. We love, we love Remy too. Remy, you know, I think both of them are queens. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, but in terms of yeah, yeah, yeah. numbers, yes, you can't numbers on the board.
0: You, yeah, can't deny. you can't. You can't deny it. Okay, so back to Master of None and the episode based on your coming out as a black woman. I want to read something to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a piece by a young Latina writer, Ludi. Leva. I'm going to yeah. get her name right when I pronounce it later. But she wrote in Bustle, quote, I saw myself on the screen with her in almost every scene. I felt the heavy silences at the t- at the table and sensed the forced conversation and visceral discomfort throughout the years. When her mother requested her silence, you know you can't tell your grandmother because she won't be able to handle this. I felt the suffocation of my own silence. I looked into Angela Bassett's dark, grieving eyes and saw my own mother's pain. Like, mm-hmm. How many people have seen themselves and their experience in this episode?
1: I mean, the response has been overwhelming. I mean, people, young people, teenagers have uh, messaged me on on Instagram. A lot of people have hit me up on Twitter. Hmm. I try to respond to as many people as I can. Um, A lot of people hit me up on Facebook and and, in the messages. Um, It's just been really beautiful and really wonderful. And I think it's... It, the fire that I have in my belly remains, but it, it's thrown all kind of paper and wood and yeah. you know fluid on it like because it just really makes me... I think what the resounding response this episode is saying, I think to the industry and to me is that we're ready for more stories mm. like this. Yeah. And we're ready for a series. Because people, I can't count how many people like, can we get a spinoff or whatever? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know how realistic that is. But I what I'm trying to do is really tell my story in the yes. way Aziz told his. yeah, um, and, and that those
0: stories can be prestige television. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not just the stuff on those other networks, but like nah, prestige.
1: Because that's, that's not even my brand. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, and... uh that's what I'm really pushing and fighting yeah. and still grinding. Yeah. You know, and also trying to make sure, you know, I don't my voice doesn't get watered down, you know, because there are instances in which, like, some places are sort of like, oh, we prefer mm-hmm. this person's voice to mm-hmm. yours, but it's, you know, but you're the face of it. You know what I mean? So it's like, but for me, it's about... You know, getting to a place where I can be have a real voice and really be empowered and yeah. tell my voice and tell my story in a way that obviously will connect to people this way. That's what it's telling me. They're like, keep fighting to tell your story and to do it on your terms, and that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And also, too, it's like, it's interesting because I think of James Baldwin often, mm. just in my life. Yeah. And I don't think he. I think I think his work. Became a sign of the times, mm. you know. Uh, but I think for for him, he, he I think he just wanted to be a great writer. He wanted to be a great artist, mm. and I think the same still goes for a lot of us. Yeah. But I think we have to be mindful of the world we live in and make sure that we are not only being great, but we're also serving a purpose, and we're setting up, we're opening doors for those to come after us. So we still got firsts, you know? And that's all right. I just look forward to the day when it becomes less odd for people to be doing the things that we're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah, step
1: yeah. slowly by but surely, step, 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 step by, step, by step. step. We're getting there.
0: Let's talk about your new stuff. What's yeah. coming up for you? How much can you share about it?
1: I know. Um I'm gonna be in a movie. What movie? Can uh, um, you say? I I don't know if I necessarily have to say because I think if somebody wants to Google, they can figure it out. I'm not gonna say it, but I'm, I, okay. I filmed a really cool movie. Okay, that's exciting. And and I don't know if I'll do press for it because my character is a bit of a reveal.
0: Oh, but um, okay.
1: but but if I don't do press for it when the movie comes out and people see it, I think it'll be a really lovely surprise. I'm excited for this. I'm very excited. Also shy. Yeah, the shy, the shy, the shy. I don't. We don't have a. We don't know when it'll air, but we're assuming maybe top of next year. Okay. Um, What's and, that
0: show for folks that haven't heard about it before?
1: Oh, the, it's it's about. I really want to humanize, black people. Yeah. In Chicago, yeah. particularly. Yeah. Because I feel like the headlines and stuff has been sort of like sort of painting them in a certain picture, especially in Chicago. Like, yeah. It's one type of black Chicago. Right. Exactly. About. So, and we're we're trying to get it right. You know, we we're, we're it's, it's trial and error. We're trying to figure it out. You know, yeah. we all want what we all want. To make a good show. Yeah. So
0: Commons in there.
1: Well yeah, well we'll see. You know, but okay. Common's an EP, you know, he's really trying to do more producing and stuff like that. And so my him, myself, Rick Famayua direct the pilot, and Rick you is a phenomenal human being and nice. a wonderful person, somebody I want to work with again and again and again. So in Showtime it's been fantastic. And so we're uh yeah, we're gonna try to have a show for y'all top of next year. We'll I'll see. Be ready we'll for see, it. we'll see what happens.
0: And it's just been so nice to see young, talented people of color just do their thing. You know, mm. it's funny enough, I know uh, Cord Jefferson. Oh. He wrote the New York I Love You episode. Yeah. Which is also brilliant. He's
1: so dope. He did like a Vice piece too. Yeah.
0: I saw him on that. And like, I I knew him years ago back in DC. So in dope. DC, like when he was just still hustling. I'm like, you made it. Good. And I'm like, you made yeah. it. Good. And Aziz made it. Good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so good to see this industry take People of color seriously, yeah, in a way that I felt like was not happening.
1: No, in a real way, because for a second it was a bit of a fad, uh huh. And now we're, I like to say, in vogue.
0: Hell yeah,
1: you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. now, in vogue, great yeah.
0: '90s R&B. Oh come on, <laughs> hello,
1: yes, <laughs> so we should play more of them. Hell yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, take it like, yeah, it's that's like it. you know because with stuff like Get Out and Moonlight, because the truth is we we we're, we're in a business of heat seekers and mm-hmm. copycatters, mm. so. Those movies that are TV shows that have that heat, like or Atlanta, the white people that have that heat, they aren't easy to copy. Yes, but they all go. We want that. We want the next one. So now what they're saying is we want that black, layered, sophisticated thing. Uh huh. That's the cool. Now thing. Now that Atlanta, give us Houston and right. Topeka. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, Boston right. And now not, they may get it wrong, <laughs> but yeah. at least they're trying. and I think they're looking for writers like Jordan, like Donald, yeah. like Issa, like myself, like yeah. Justin. You know what I'm saying? It's like like Ava. You know. So I think that to me is super exciting that the tide is turning, not just to black people, but mm-hmm. to black folks with something to say yes. that are sophisticated and have a vision. Like chewing gum is really interesting. Um, Oh my God, it's so that show is so good. You know what I'm saying? So I think to me that stuff excites me yeah. more than just like yeah. oh, black people on TV. Yeah,
0: and it's exciting to know. So one of my colleagues did a story on how a lot of these black TV shows, most of the viewers are white. Mm. A majority of viewers for shows like Blackish, that's is true, non-black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm I'm good. Mm. I'm glad that right. white people can. Take a story and hold on to it like it's their own, even mm-hmm. if they don't look like them.
1: Right. Like that's that is
0: an evolution that I appreciate.
1: Yeah, me too. You know, me too. I think it's important. I think that's a part of the revolution. Yeah. So a white kid in Brentwood to watch Atlanta
0: and ID with it and yeah. feel like it's a part of him.
1: Yeah. That's that's how thing. we actually, I think, build bridges. Yeah. Because now they're seeing a layered version of a black person mm-hmm. versus what mm-hmm. they always assume they mm-hmm. see. Or I don't mind tropes. I don't mind playing with tropes. But my thing is, as long as they feel like three dimensional human exactly. beings, I don't give a what they do yeah. look at Sopranos look Come at on. Mad Men yeah, no one you know what I'm saying yeah, look exactly. at Nurse Jackie Yeah, those are really flawed characters. if those characters were black it would have been a whole uproar oh, like Lord. oh he got a double life oh she on drugs she got to be on drugs <laughs> you know what I'm saying why he got to be a mobster it's like but it's not that's just the backdrop yeah
0: no one looked at uh Breaking Bad and was like that's making white dudes look awful
1: exactly they just watched the damn One show because it was good shows of all time. it was just a good show yeah Yeah. so that's what I want to get more into you know okay. for us to not have to always be so prim and proper and yeah. to always do the right thing and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff Yeah. but that's a generational thing because I think older black folks were like can we have some people like the Cosby's I'm like we'll see how that turned out <laughs> no, shame. No, no, I still, no shame I still f*** no.
0: the Cosby show oh me too I'm always watching because mm-hmm. I want I want the rest of the Cosby family to get their papers okay you know right. They deserve
1: residuals. I know. Regardless of what Bill's doing. Keisha and I pull him, we got a baby now. I didn't know that. Yeah, with some dude apparently who ain't that d- cool. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. know. Yeah, she should stay careful. with Tigger. It's all right. I
0: agree. I agree. Yeah. You got to go eat lunch or brunch know, or whatever. Or something. You, you, didn't, even, you didn't even crack not even crack Because I snacks. didn't want
1: to be that person on here, like, crackling. <laughs> but trust me, as soon as you yell, yell cut, I'm yeah. just into these Doritos Do or thing. these free snacks. Do
0: your thing. Hey, well... This was the high point of my week. Oh, thank you. I am such a fan, and I pray for your continued success thank and world you. domination.
1: Yes, I receive that. Thank you so All much right. for a lovely conversation and for your wonderful energy. This was a that. great way to start my weekend, so All thank right. you so much. Thank you. Yes. Go get some food. I we will. Get. All
0: right. All right now. Hope you enjoyed that chat with Lena Waith. She's just delightful. All right, we're back with a new episode on Friday, our usual weekly wrap. And listen for us next Tuesday for my conversation with the very funny Shelby Lorman. Shelby is an author slash illustrator behind a book called Awards for Good Boys. It's also a very internet famous Instagram account. That's next Tuesday. Till then, thanks for listening. I'm Sam Sanders. Talk soon.